1: Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, going out to Vegas maybe, looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a run back on the first day, don't draft a run back on the second day, maybe draft one on the third, or don't. Let's go seven rounds, let's go seven rounds together, let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a song.
0: Hey y'all, 7 Rounds in Heaven is back, we're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The 2019 NFL Draft is in the rear view mirror. But that means it's time to critique players without ever seeing them play in the NFL. <laughs> it is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, aka the man eagerly awaiting 2020 NFL Draft Talk. And with me, as always, is AJ, just give everybody a B, Marchese.
1: You just spoiled the next four episodes for everyone, Rap. Right? <laughs> it is what it is, my friend. Steady B. Today...
0: We're going to begin our division-by-division draft grades with the AFC and NFC East. But first, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of cities to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck a green dot marks great deals yellow dot good deals and red dot not so good deals use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase that's two free beers at the stadium on them hey and if it's in Toronto it's more than two now what are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Geek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. You know what else was an event, AJ? The NFL Draft. Yeah, ooh. Fucking spoilers, friend. <laughs> uh, but no, wrong. Oh, fuck. The AFC East's draft in particular.
1: Uh, yeah, a great event. Premier event, Rob. Yes.
0: Uh, okay, we're going to start our division-by-division draft-grade thing, show, whatever you want to call this uh, thing show. This Think mess show. We've, we've thrown together the last second. Uh, and we're going to start with AFC East. And we're going to start with the Buffalo Bills, where Brandon Bean, once again. Wow, mm-hmm. pretty well done, my friend. Uh, pretty good,
1: Brandon, friend of the show. The Bills had
0: a handful of draft picks. Uh <laughs> And we'll go through them one by one. Talk about them. Then we'll stamp a final grade on the whole thing. And uh, then we'll move on. Pretty simple. (laughs) Not so smooth. And first, the Bills use the ninth overall pick on Houston interior defensive lineman, Ed Oliver. Maybe my favorite fit of the the first round. And if you go over to (laughs) armchairallamericans.com... Today I actually uh, put out an article on. By today I mean yesterday For you people in the future uh, An article about my favorite First round fits of the 2019 NFL Draft And uh, maybe Mr. Oliver was on there AJ Give me some thoughts about uh, Old Ed to the Buffalo Bills Ed Oliver
1: also one of my favorite First round uh, fits, Robert Did you
0: write an article about it? Didn't think so
1: Yeah, it's on my armchair You gotta come over and read it for me Is that a good joke or no? Seems stupid. I know. And I think we were yeah, both pretty pleased that if
0: Ed Oliver was gonna fall, we both <laughs> yeah. wanted it to to be to maybe probably one of two teams, whether it be the Bills or the Falcons, just because we, yes. we thought perfect fit. They'll know how mm-hmm. to use them. Sean McDermott gets his his three tech, who's gonna provide all the. They they were a top five unit on D last year. They didn't have a ton of pass rush. But a lot of it was still coming from Jerry Hughes. Insert Ed Oliver, freak athlete, and bam, the the pass rush is
1: upgraded. Instantly, for sure. And, like, they signed to Tudelay for that big contract. He's not doing much on the interior. Uh, Harrison Phillips, both of us, big fans. That was a good pick last year, but he's that Ron stuffer. And, like, slotting Ed Oliver in there right away to be your three tech. Let him just go after the passer. Um, I just uh, – I like, that they're obviously building something special on that defense, I think. Yeah, they
0: got cornerstones I, on every level yeah. now.
1: Yeah, and I think just – Edge is their next position to attack, right? Most definitely. Like, you, you mentioned uh, building
0: something special. Last year, they took Tremaine Edmonds. Which uh, I thought was a, a steal, slipping a bit. Mm-hmm. Cause similar situation to this, where El- most people mm-hmm. thought Edmonds was... Uh, a lot of people had him top 10. Top 10, yeah. Uh, and he fell to, I think, 16th. This year, at yes. Oliver, most people had him top 5, falls to 9. Uh, they mm-hmm. also, the, the year before, got Matt Milano and Trey White, who I would put in that the, uh, franchise cornerstone category as well you're right yep. like they're in obviously like they have a lot of solid players at, at other spots but one big time edge player
1: away from really being a force on defense oh for sure and like again looking forward to 2020 uh looks like a pretty good class so. yeah um the next pick they had uh, Oklahoma right
0: tackle Cody Ford slid a bit. The, there was word yeah. that the Bills considered trading up back into the first round for him. They uh, ended up trading up in the second round, snagging him at 38. Another really,
1: I think, slam dunk pick. Absolutely. Uh, again, Cody Ford, first round guy for me. Uh, I think you as well. Yeah. I thought he was a lock to go in the first round. Like There was talk of him sl- slipping just a little bit, maybe to the 20s, like the week before the draft, but... Uh, End up sliding to thirty-eight. The Bills got their guy again, like you said. They almost traded up to the late first round to get him, but they didn't have to. Um, they added to the offensive line in for agency and like, yeah, they, they've done a
0: lot, a, a lot of work to building up this offensive line.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think you have to help Josh Allen as much as you can. But yeah. Uh, whether it's a tackle, and I think they're going to give him a shot at tackle first or guard, uh, Cody Ford's going to be a starter for them for a long time. I think. Yeah,
0: he he'll I think he'll be week one starting right tackle. Deion Dawkins left tackle. They, yep. they obviously they signed Mitch Morse. Um, I think Wyatt mm-hmm. Teller probably wins one of those guard spots. He looked pretty good down the I stretch agree. last year. And yep. then you got like Spencer Long, Quinton Spade, like a couple of vets who've been around Vlad Dukas. Kind of yeah. competing, and you still like they still have Russell Bodine. Like they have guys who aren't mm-hmm. good, but at least have started handfuls of games.
1: Uh, yeah, and like like Waddles a fine swing, uh, Neshke too. I can never Ty N- Niseki. Uh, Niseki, uh, I-, yeah. I think
0: there's a good chance Niseki could end up starting right tackle and the kick forward in because I think Niseki's yep. quite good. Like I think he's good enough to start on a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Cody Forbes kind of he, he adds chippiness
1: and that sob mentality to that O line. Yeah, I think he fits what uh they've done with the group and like just the team mentality in general mm-hmm. i think that's a good fit uh
0: at 74 they uh took FAU running back devin singletary some thought he'd fall a lot further i think yeah. this is kind of before the combine the range most people saw him going and then he didn't test very mm-hmm. well so um uh, i thought he would slide a little further but i'm i was okay with this
1: yeah i like the fit i devin singletary one of my favorite running backs in the class um I'm okay with it, too. And, like, it's not somewhere where he's got to go and... Because they have 50 running backs on the roster. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't need to be the bell cow right away. And I think, like... I love... I think it's a good spot for Devin. Yeah,
0: I love his contact balance, his quickness in the hole, Mm -hmm. like, his footwork. I know he doesn't have the long speed, like, obviously. But it's, it's, like, when you watch his tape, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he runs so freaking hard... Yeah. And that contact bounce Like he's got that Devonta Freeman Like stout running style To him for a smaller guy Um I don't know how this Running back group Ends up shaping out I think TJ Yeldon's a lock Because of what he can do As like Get their down back um, Exactly, I agree yeah. Um But then like Like I, Frank Gore and Lashawn McCoy Feel like they'd Be weird if they cut Either one of them Like I know Honestly if it were me I'd rule with Frank Gore TJ Yeldon and Devin Singletary If I could only keep three but that's especially made-
1: when it seemed like Shady was on the outs. Yes. Yeah. so uh, I, I think I agree. But I love having Singletary uh, being able to learn from Frank yeah, and Shady. I was
0: going to say Sing- Singletary is a guy you kind of said had a similar running style to Frank Gore. He's, like, yeah, he a small a smaller body type for it, but like yeah, I I kind of. Singletary does is a similar running style to Josh Jacobs, who a lot of people who went in the first round, obviously. Uh mm-hmm. and a lot of people compared to Frank Gore although smaller, but I think uh, again, just really nice fit. Uh ninety sixth, uh, near the end of the third round, they got their tight end. Dawson Knox from Ole Miss, who the tight end slid a little bit.
1: Yeah, and like uh, except, except, sorry, except felt- for Drew
0: Sample, who went like seven <laughs> rounds too early.
1: Yeah, like both. I was gonna say the running backs kind of felt funny a, a little bit, and so did the tight ends and the sure. receivers.
0: I think it just had to
1: do with the depth that the position in running backs always I, fell yeah. funny. yeah, exactly. Um, I think Dawson Knox, uh, another great pick here. I think that that's another great fit. I think he's gonna be Josh Allen's best friend. Yeah, he, um, he's a guy who I know the numbers, the
0: production at, at Ole Miss weren't like wasn't great but yeah he was a guy who walked on moved from qb to tight end really good athlete you've talked yep. about this before and it's, it's something I, I i always enjoy that you mentioned because it's a weird thing to notice but just
1: really flexible in his ability to adjust the off target passes for a tight end. <laughs> yeah something i always look for in tight ends especially like the bigger it's guys you, like it's very underrated and like, Dawson ox is very good at it and, and again with josh hell on there uh Having the ability to go up or down or side to side to catch balls uh, helps big time. And, like, yeah, go ahead. High
0: effort blocker, too, so you know you can play them in line from day one. Their the tight end group's strange. They paid Tyler Crawford a weird amount of money. Um, yeah. They have, like, Jake Fisher, as a converted
1: tackle. I don't think he'll make the team now. Uh, and Jason Kroon. Like, Dawson should start. Yeah, I think so. And, like, those seam routes, I think that's where he's going to be making his money, and hopefully uh, Allen can hit him. But, yeah. Uh, Fifth round, they took
0: uh, Florida linebacker Voshan Joseph, who felt like a really great pick, especially this late, because both fit and I think his talent was at least as a fourth-round pick. Um, Yeah, me too. High effort, flying all over the field type of linebacker. Can get over-aggressive at times, leads to missed tackles. Mm-hmm. But he he's looking to lay the wood. Um he he feels like the top backup to Matt Milano and he's similar in the way that he's undersized and flying around. Uh I, I, I like the pick a lot. I think he can be a special team stud.
1: Yeah, again, I I thought it was a bit of a steal. Um I thought he was a better player than a fifth round guy. And that yeah, that linebacking court is just really getting solid. Obviously, Emmons had a really good rookie year. Uh Matt Milano's becoming one of the best linebackers or up there. So those two are already solid, and then just fill out the rest of the group. It's pretty solid, and then you you add Vosha to that. Uh, and then sixth round,
0: 181, Jaquan Johnson, the Miami safety, another pick that felt like very Sean McDermott, DB-type pick, uh, yes. where he just takes these solid football players and kind of gets more out of them than most DB coaches, defensive coordinators would. And he, mm-hmm. Johnson, big-time leader. You think he's
1: got special teams value there too. And they needed some help at the – the backup safety position. Yeah, and, and so, he can uh, play
0: either side, so he can yeah. He can back up Hyde. He can back up um, Poyer. I, I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Uh, and then two seven-round picks. First, North Carolina T. A. and t edge rusher Daryl Johnson Jr. Big body athletic guy who's super raw. Seems like practice squad guy to me.
1: Yeah, good uh, crapshoot pick for them. They need, Like we said, they need help at the position. Take a shot. And then Tommy Sweeney at
0: 228. The Boston College tight end feels like a career tight end 2-3 who's just going to be a really yep. good blocker. I like that pick too. I think that solidifies your tight end group with Sweeney's tight end 3, Croft tight end 2, Dawson Knox tight end 1.
1: Yep, and I, that's what they did so well in this whole draft. Just like they keep solidifying positions and like, okay, next year you don't need to worry about tight end or linebacker yeah. or whatever, now, right? Yeah,
0: now it feels like both a combination of immediate impact guys and depth players through this class mm-hmm. uh, and, as well as developmental starters potentially – uh, and, it, it, yeah, it feels like um, they they kind of just have to add an edge, maybe another DB, and, and a, a true wide receiver one going forward.
1: Yeah, that's the only, like, thing. I, so I'm not going to knock them it, but they didn't come away with uh, any help at a receiver. And, but... and I,
0: I get it just because they, they signed John Brown, Cole Beasley. Uh, yeah. They saw what they had in Robert Foster. Zay Jones took a, a big step last year. Yeah, and they got they got depth from like Isaiah McKenzie was making plays down the stretch. I know it's not a great group. Um, they also brought in Duke Williams from the CFL. Uh, but <laughs> I I think that they know they're not truly competing for a playoff spot this yeah. year, and just that that upgrade alone should make a nice difference. And then year three with Josh Allen's the year they they really go all in, especially with the twenty twenty receiver class. Yes. I was about to say that. Like it's I've I've been studying it, and it is oh my god, it's fun. Um, okay, on to the Miami Dolphins, who... What's your grade? Oh, What's yeah, grade? sorry. Uh, I give the Bills an A. A solid A for me as well. I think they did really good. It was, it was hard to not give them a, a big grade. Uh, okay, yeah. on to the Miami Dolphins, who... Josh Rosen trade aside, although they uh, they did fleece to get a potential franchise <laughs> QB. They basically yeah. gave up just a fifth-round pick for Josh Rosen by moving their twi- their, their second-round pick this year. Uh, tra- trading back, they fleeced the Saints... They got a 20, 20 second-round pick. So, it, like, if you look at it, it was basically they all they lost was a fifth-round pick for Josh Rosen. Yeah. Uh, but that aside, they started uh, 13th overall. They took Clemson interior defensive lineman Christian Wilkins, who I think was both a a good, really nice scheme fit, but more yeah. than that, team fit.
1: For sure. I think Christian Wilkins is going to be instantly there. I, him and uh, Minka, but, like, yeah. In in that front uh, seven of their defense, the guy that's going to be their leader for time to come. And, like, you know, Brian Flores getting that guy, I think, in his first draft, his first pick, is huge for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: Wilkins is one of the smartest people in the draft. One Mm -hmm. of, like, the most infectious in terms of attitude and going to be great for the locker room. Also plug him in right at three tack let him shoot gaps penetrate both i like i love his motor i love his quickness plays with really good leverage i don't think he's like i i had a first round grade on him i don't think he's as dominant or won't be as dominant as some of these guys but other guys but i think he's a safer pick than some of them
1: i think that's fair yeah
0: like i i had tillery jeffrey simmons at Oliver, over quinn williams i think all ahead of him but like i
1: did this I, i i I think Wilkins is one of the safest guys of that group. Yeah, again, because of what he does on the field and because of who he is. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy
0: that. Him and Minka Fitzpatrick are kind of like your building <laughs> yeah. blocks, and, and you have a fun little linebacker core as well. But um, those. And two are
1: we, we've cool. always talked about how like faceless and aimless this Dolphins franchise yep. has been for the last couple of years, and it feels like they're turning that around. Yeah. That's, like, their big priority, and I think that's that's great. Yeah, I'm excited to see Wilkins there.
0: Uh, And then, obviously, no second-round pick. They came away with Josh Rosen. Big respects. Can't wait for (laughs) Rosen. Rosen should be their starter by week one, but we'll see. Uh, At 78, I thought this was a sneaky good pick. I know people were kind of all over the place on Michael Dieter, the Wisconsin guard, but I think you and me both thought this was a really strong pick.
1: Yeah, I think I had Dieter in mid-late second-round guy. Yeah, I had him in the
0: 50s, I believe.
1: Yeah, so getting him in the third round is really good value, and they just need help on the off the line The only spot you're really solid about is Tunzel's. And and um, the other bonus with
0: Dieter is he played literally all five spots at true. Wisconsin. Yeah. I think he'll find his home uh, probably at left guard beside Tunzel. I think so, yeah. But I just agree. knowing he's got the versatility, because really, yeah, like you said, Tun- Tunzel's their stud. Other than that, like Daniel Kilgore's the only guy I think you can confidently pencil in as the starter at center. yeah. Because
1: um, not much else there. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. the one of the thinnest offensive line groups I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's not the strong. I mean, I kind of like Isaac Azziata coming out, but uh,
0: yeah. Hey, he, could, he very well could be their starting right guard. So he might be. Yeah, but yeah, D- Dieter gives them a, a massive Mauler in their run game. Uh, yeah. Another high character guy from everything we've heard. I think that that was another like very. Uh, I think he's got probable potential as a guard. Um, so, I really, really like that pick.
1: You, you know what's interesting that I kind of just noticed? Look at the programs that the Dolphins pulled from this year. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, or oh, er,
0: sorry, Clemson, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Auburn, Washington.
1: Big-time programs. UCLA. Big-time winning program. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but with Josh, he counts. What's well, the similar uh, you thing know, to, like, Mayock was talking about how he drafted a lot of Alabama and Clemson guys on purpose. He, yeah, yeah. He just fed the uh, national championship game feed right to Oakland. Um yeah, big time programs, big time winning programs. I think that's a, that's a, it's always that interesting to kind of look at that. Yeah, I, I want to take a look at that more closely yeah. to see what teams uh, kind of like their trends are to poaching from both conferences and programs and just geographically. But yeah, you can definitely see a theme. I don't think it was just a coincidence. No, I don't think so. Draft. I'm looking through all the other teams are doing, and like them in particular stand out. Um, yeah. Fifth round,
0: they take Wisconsin linebacker Andrew Van Ginkle. Kind of a classic Sam style linebacker in that, mm-hmm. like, not to the level of like a Kyle Van Noy, but the ex Patriots coaches seem to all draft fullbacks and Sam linebackers because the Patriots <laughs> yeah. use them. So I don't
1: think this is a surprising pick. A little bit early for my taste. I agree, but uh, tested better than expected. So at least you got some I, I, I think you
0: think you're going to use them on special teams at least. Because mm-hmm. uh, to me, their linebacking course kind of solidified with Kiko Alonso, Raquan McMillan, and Jerome Baker.
1: Yeah. I think so. But that gives them a guy who can
0: stick his hand in the dirt if he has to. He kind of did that at Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, he did. Um, And, I mean, like, Kiko, I don't know how much you really trust him. So, like, worst comes to worst. Um, Maybe uh, Ginkle can slot in there, but yeah. Uh,
0: Sixth round, Isaiah Prince, the right talk from Ohio State. A guy who I think is better suited for guard because of how thin this O-line group is, could compete to play.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I'm like, don't, like I don't think Prince is like some great no. prospect, but sixth round, I think that's a good pick. Like we good. said, how bad this group is, you got to throw picks at. Not him. a
0: great athlete, good run blocker. To me, no. he's like a career backup who can. Swing tackle and give you depth yeah. like air, but because again, the line's so weak, he might have to play, which is a little scary. But so- and even
1: if you get that out of him, I think that's fine when you're trying to build a roster. Right? And then, seventh round, they
0: go back to back. First, they take Auburn fullback Chandler Cox, who's hard nose run blocker. They're James Devlin, if you will. <laughs> I'm not a fan I of won't. drafting fullbacks or
1: specialists, but. Nor am I, yeah.
0: Uh, but hey, pick after that. They go Washington running back Miles Gaskin. I love this pick. I think they take him thinking he can be their James White type of running back where he adds as a pass catcher. He's no elusive runner. I don't think he's like a guy you want to be giving more than 10 touches to in a game, but like yeah. five carries, five targets feels pretty
1: safe with him. Yeah, but again, and then you look at the group as a whole. You got Drake. He's a running back one. You got Ballage, You can do some fun stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Then you had Gaskin in that group. I love the pick as well. And uh, Gaskin's another guy that just feels uh, like a really high effort guy, high motor guy. Like yeah. Just helping that group. And I agree. He's. I think they're trying to hope to, to be their James White. And I I ended up giving them a B plus. Um I really
0: like what they did in terms of team fit. I try to take my bias out of them uh, taking Josh Rosen, but
1: that's a little hard, but. Yeah. I, I think it was, like, I gave them a B-plus as well. The I, I, Like, I didn't factor Rosen in, but it helped, I think I'm going to say. And getting a twenty twenty second push I think it pushed it over a little bit. Yeah.
0: And, and, like, you know they're not trying to compete this year, and these are good <sighs> mm-hmm. foundational picks that will both pay dividends later on in the locker room now. Uh, and you won't win too much. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, and you can come back next year and get your flashier picks. Yeah, uh,
0: like an edge rusher. Yeah. Uh okay, New England Patriots with the last pick of the first round. They uh surprised some people. They went Arizona State wide receiver, Nikhil Harry. Um a guy who doesn't necessarily fit what they've been drafted yeah. using at receiver, but they tend to go yeah. more route runners, um not not like power forward type receivers, which is what I would classify Harry as.
1: And if they're betting, they're usually betting on athleticism. You know what mm-hmm. I
0: mean? And, and I thought, like, I had Harry 31 on my board, so this is right around where I thought his value uh, yep. made sense. I was just surprised they were the team to do it. Me too. But I like it. I do uh, I, I do like too. It. I'm interested to see, with, uh, really with their first two picks, how they'll use these guys. Because um, yeah. Harry's like the jumbo slot type that Juju Smith-Schuster is. So, yep. uh, I wonder if they're, they're going to try and for, get him to play on the outside or play him inside like that and get mismatches. He's awesome after the catch. I want to see them get the ball in his hands and just let him go to work. He's also great down the field in 50-50 ball situations.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I like it. Uh, Nikhil Harry is one of my favorite receivers. Uh, obviously, a position of need for them. And, I, again, you, you talked about all that. But um, I think just adding red zone help was big for them. Obviously, Rob Krause re- retiring. so. Uh, and then the second
0: round, they go big again at corner. Forty mm-hmm. fifth, uh, they take Juwan Williams, the Vanderbilt corner, who tested really poorly, but is massive, like six four massive. Uh, yeah. And we've seen that <laughs> like they had Brandon Brown on their roster for a time. Uh, they yeah. tried to make it work with Eric Rowe. I think this is partially like they love the idea of having one big press corner who can be it a mismatch like guy for yeah. them. Like they just
1: really haven't had one.
0: Yeah, and like, so that's why I'm really excited to see how they use him like that. I think he'll be too. like he'll play more depending on who the opponent is type of deal i think yeah i agree with you um also gives them the versatility to kind of uh like jason mccourty play him a little more at safety potentially um Mm. and i yeah i'm just really excited i i thought it was a bit i thought he was more of a late third round guy for me so i thought it was Mm -hmm. early but i uh, again excited to see how they use him me too uh, seventy seventh, the most New
1: England Patriot pick probably they could have made. They took Michigan edge <laughs> rusher Chase Winovich. Yeah, uh, obviously Chase screamed New England uh, fit need uh, good player, good value. This just hit all the boxes. Uh, uh, really strong
0: passer with this, using his hands, mm-hmm. uh, more explosive than most people thought. I think his frames kind of maxed out. I think he could struggle against the run early. I think that's fair. Yeah, um, I don't see him adding too much. But they do also like it's not like he'll have to play a ton early. They 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 brought in Michael Bennett. They have Dietrich Weiss. Um, they uh, th- like I think the idea with Winovich will be at least early. Um, passing downs will kick Bennett inside and have Winovich yeah. on the edge with uh, yep. uh, Dietrich Weiss. I, I I'm re- again really really good fit and excited to see how much he plays early on. I think he could be. Like a fan favorite, in New England for a decade. I think so too. Eighty seventh, they go running back, Damien Harris from Alabama. Surprising pick, and because yeah. they took Sony Michelle in the first round last year, we know they like to have multiple running backs. Um, I I do like the idea of platooning these two. I think this also means the end of Rex Burkhead, in New England. Yeah, um, I'm assuming they'll be rolling with Sony Michelle, James Waite, and Damien Harris. Harris gives mm-hmm. them more of an inside runner. I I'm not going to call him a power back, but just a tough inside runner. Good vision, Mm -hmm. good contact balance, a solid athlete. Um, I think he's a really, really good fit. I just thought the value was a little strange. I don't love taking running backs too early, especially when you have a solidified one.
1: No, yeah, the pick definitely surprised me. I do like the player, and the fit's good. Uh, Yeah, it just surprised me that they spent that much of a premium pick on that position. So that that kind of sours it for me, but I think it's
0: okay. Uh, uh, and with their final third round pick, Yadni Kajus, West Virginia tackle, I really love this pick. I think it's a futures bet. They're gonna get yep. him. He he's got some stuff to clean up, but I think he, his he's a good athlete. Um, really great balance and pass protection. Needs to become more physical in the run game. But uh, getting him with Skarnakia – Letting him probably sit a year or two and mm-hmm. then probably eventually replace Marcus Cannon as their starting right tackle.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that's a great home for Yanni. I, I both was big fans of his game at West Virginia. Um it just seems like when and Yanni and Stop calling people there. by
0: their first names. That's a big pet peeve of mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, let's not get into this. Well, like, okay. you don't know them. Everyone else calls uh, them by their
0: last name. You don't call
1: them by their first name. It's weird. I'm a friendly, more than a coach guy. Kajust and Win. When you got a name I mean, like
0: Kajust, why would you not use it?
1: Yandi's also a cool name. Anyways, uh, it just seems like they can both be long term guys on that line. I, I like Kajust a lot. And just, yeah, uh, like you said, Uh I think it's just a great fit for both of them. And the, then, the, sides. then
0: the fourth they go O line again with. Uh, Hjalte Froholt from Arkansas, the guard. I think with him, it's the same idea. Like I thought, I like Froholt a lot. Um, I thought the mm-hmm. straight around value probably was um, mid-fourth round type, uh, early fifth. But he's really solid in pass protection developing. I think he's from is – he, is he Swiss? Uh, Denmark. Denmark, okay.
1: Or the Netherlands, one or the other, sorry.
0: Uh, Denmark, yeah. And uh, he's a guy who's got like – more upside than a lot of the day three interior offensive linemen, I think. Um, and, again, you get him with Skernakia for a couple of years. Joe, Joe Thune's not been paid yet. and he, I don't know if they're going to pay him when he hits free agency. So that could be yeah. some insurance there. So, I thought that was another strong pick. I agree. Uh, and then, again, in the fourth round, Jared Stidham, the Auburn QB. I, di- I didn't like this very much. I thought not a great
1: fit for their system. Ups- I'm so surprised. Sorry, Rob. I'm so surprised that it was Jared Stidham that they came away with at the quarterback position in this draft.
0: Yeah. Uh, big upside in terms of arm talent, but I just don't – like he. he's so slow at reading a defense. Um, he's really inconsistent with his accuracy and decision-making. I know it wasn't a great fit at Auburn. and never really clicked. Yeah. But, I don't know, this was early for me to bet on the upside of his arm when you could get a guy who could uh, potentially contribute, at least on special teams right now. Um mm-hmm. I mean, Stidham's kind of their pet project. They've never been afraid to, to draft a QBs semi
1: early, and like no. Kevin O'Connell was it, a great example of that. It's always worked out for them too, mostly for, most, like, for Zad and uh, Jimmy G, obviously. But yeah, uh, I it has not always worked too. out for them. Yeah, no, I know. But I mean. they, they've drafted a
0: lot of QBs who just like. Because you got to keep better betting, you know, which I respect. But this isn't the guy yeah. I would have bet on, especially when you see Easton Stickle in the fifth round, Brad Ripon go undrafted, Tyree Jackson go undrafted, Jordan Tom go
1: undrafted. Yeah, I, I don't like this one. Uh,
0: fifth round, Byron Coward. I thought really solid fit. Kind of same sense. vibe as when they drafted Dietrich Weiss. Um, I don't think he's as good mm-hmm. as Dietrich Weiss, but with the inside-out versatility, uh, um, who who I think Coward's got to drop a little weight to add back to that. Uh, that inside of versatility, but good fit. Uh, rotational defensive lineman.
1: Yeah, big time recruit, betting on that. I'm cool with that late. Uh,
0: and then, fifth round they go, upside of the draft with a right-footed punter from Stanford and Jake <laughs> Bailey, who Shocked. don't draft yeah. specialist, number one. I think Jake is a really good punter. I think he'll be their punter for a long time, but I still wouldn't draft a specialist.
1: I'm not a fan of Jake Billy, but Bill Belichick's smarter than me, so I guess I'm wrong, but yeah. And then
0: seventh round, Ken Webster will miss DB, who I th- yeah. I think we both, are, you kind of put me on this, like probably ends up a nickel. But I think yep. special teams upside here is what you get with him. He's not a fantastic tackler, but he doesn't shy away from it. Mm-hmm. And he's a really, really good athlete.
1: Monster athlete, I, I think. Betting on someone like him late in the draft is always a good way to go. As like, yeah, I like bet on athletes especially late, definitely. Yeah, uh, I give them a B plus. I gave them a B plus as well. I think it's a really good haul. A couple weird ones, but especially the sit-on pick. But yeah, I think they, the Situm pick it's a good in draft. particular
0: stands out in terms of I didn't like the value or the fit. Everyone else, well, <laughs> I I the punter, everyone else, I, I like. I either like the value or the fit.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, like, a lot of them, I, I love both, mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: it's a good, it was a good Uh Okay, and then finally in the AFC East, the New York Jets, who they couldn't trade out of the third overall pick, but apparently they tried, which I think was the smart move. But they still mm-hmm. ended up with the best player in the entire draft, in both of our opinions, in uh, yes. interior defensive lineman Quinn and Williams from Alabama.
1: Yeah, uh, when you come in with the best player in the draft, I don't really care what position it is. <laughs> it's just a good pick. Unless it's a running back. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Giants. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but no, I had, a, I had a good position like this in Clinton. I, I just uh, I think I keep talking, but just they keep um, fuck off trying to restart. They keep they keep just adding really good pieces to the defense. I, they they had a really good off season except for adding, hiring Adam Case. But
0: and, and now they have him and Leonard Williams as well as Henry Anderson on the defensive line, and just, just the Shackard's idea of upside. Too. Him, yeah. him and Leonard Williams, both athletic upside. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. can play kind of all over a defensive line. I'm really excited to see how they, they go with those guys. I think it'll probably end up with Quinnen as the one-tech and Leonard Williams as the three-tech, but both can do I both. So too. Yep. Um. He also adds, I think, something that's underrated, where you mentioned the Adam Gase hire. Obviously, we all yeah. know for a fact he is bad in the locker room. He's like just really not a personable guy from what we've heard. And yeah. probably neither is Greg Williams... So the, the staff is interesting. And they, they signed a lot of uh, big-time players in the offseason yeah. um, who allowed even more characters just to put it, leave it at that into the, that locker room. And they, they, I think they needed a guy who can lead by example, who's going to live, breathe, die football. Uh, yeah. Which is everything we heard about Quinnen coming to Alabama, like led defensive meetings and whatnot. And to me, he he's kind of the Sam Darnold of the defense. Where Darnold's not a big vocal leader, but we mm-hmm. know he's got big time leadership traits. And I think Quinnen can be that for the defense. And, uh, and obviously, uh, they uh, already have Jamal Adams as like the vocal yes. leader of the defense. And yeah. uh, like Le- Le'Veon Bell is going to be a vocal leader on that offense. So I think it's a it's a very interesting mix of. Um, high character guys, both vocal and, and more lead by example guys.
1: I would be feeling so good about the New York Jets if they came away with a better coach, but yeah, I, well, I they're definitely I, building, they're building this roster. And, really and well, also
0: though. it's not great that we keep hearing like Gase and McKagan are, have been going at it. And like, there was rumors McKagan yeah. could get fired after the draft. That was, that <laughs> Just, wasn't great. And I feel bad for Jets fans. Cause it kind of finally feels like it's all going the right way. Um, and, and they've got a really it's, it's fun team. It's
1: funny, though, eh? Yeah, it's strange. It's like they're doing well, but also, like, uh, how much faith do the Johnsons have in McKagan? And I have zero faith in Adam Gaste. It's like, it's funny. It's a it's a weird They're going to be fun it's a to weird watch. Situation. At, I agree. I least. think they're doing a good job. Yeah. yeah I, mean, it's,
0: it's, I I do think one thing to say is even the teams who I don't think will be playoff teams, they all got more fun to watch this year. Like, this This has uh, the potential to be one of the more fun, like, not that I would, like, I'm always going to want to watch
1: football over everything and tune into basically any team, but there's more storylines, at least, this year. I, yeah, I think that's fair. And also, going back to that, a lot of these teams that know they're not going to be playoff teams, lots of times we just see them wayward and not knowing what they're doing and, like, trying to compete. But I think a lot of those teams this year just did a good job of building their rosters. Yeah. And, like, just the billy blocks of being a playoff football team. Uh,
0: and then in Anyways. the third round, I think they got a steal in terms of on-field ability. It'll be yeah. uh, interesting in this locker room. They need to keep him on the straight and narrow, but Ja'Kai Polate from Florida, to me, was a top-20 player on tape. Fell to 68th. Uh, had maybe the all-time worst lead-up to the draft uh, with the weird combine yeah. interviews, pro day. Everything went absolutely the worst. I think he had like probably some bad advice in not a great person in a leadership role for him, but... Yeah.
1: So, it'll be, I, he'll be interesting it. in this locker room. Yeah, I think the locker room is good for him. I don't know about the coaching staff, I but agree. the locker room, I, I think, is good for him, and I think...
0: And, and the b- best thing about him is, although, like, character risk stuff, it's not, like, actually yeah. off-field stuff.
1: No, 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 it's not. Like, it's he's
0: not a bad field. dude.
1: No, not at all. Exactly.
0: Um, and I, I like having him around Jamal Adams, Quinn Williams, Leonard Williams, Mosley. CJ Mosley, like a lot yeah. of good hard workers on this defense.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I, again, the staff I'm zero faith, faith, uh, faith in, but the group is good. And I think this is a good, potentially a really good home for Polite. And, uh, again, yeah, I agree with you. He's a first-round pick for me um, on tape. Yeah, just he could be the lead edge rusher they really need on defense.
0: Uh, and then the th- their other third-round pick, they took Chuma Adoga, the USC right tackle, mm-hmm. who I think you could probably potentially pencil in as their starting right tackle.
1: Yeah, Sam Darnall's familiar with him. I think bad O line uh, w- too. Yeah, I know. I think with um how we saw some of these tackles go and the reaches on some of the high potential guys, I think Adoga in the third is a really good pick. Uh, one of my favorite a lot of guys. The of a project exactly. A lot of upside, and I feel he's not. He's a, a higher floor than a lot of these high upside guys too. Um I like Adoga. I think that's a really good pick and yeah, they they need help. That.
0: <laughs> um so. yeah, and, and uh, he reminded me a lot of Kelvin Beecham coming out who's obviously the just left tackle. Uh, mm-hmm. love his footwork. Um needs to be way more aggressive in the run game and there's a lot of development yeah. to go with there. But the O-line is looking better. Like last year was pretty gross and this year they've added assembly, they added yeah. uh Adoga. Um, to go with Brian Winters and Kelvin Beachum and I don't know who their center's gonna be. They might. Uh, they should probably move Tom Compton to center. So they, yeah, they, that's what, That would be what I would like. I don't know how easy transition that would be because there's. But their centers right now are Jonathan Harrison, and John Toth. So
1: I guess Harrison's their guy right now. But yeah, I don't. I don't love that. Yeah,
0: and then okay, in the fourth round they added future fan favorite at tight end Trevon Musco, West Virginia tight end. <laughs> Just gonna block. Anybody anywhere, really good compliment to Chris Herndon as your tight end yes. too. Can also be your starting fullback when you need a fullback. Yeah, which I'm a big fan of using your backup tight end in that role. Lesko
1: well, um, just like like maybe a little rich for me like where he went, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, because you know he's gonna pick.
0: be there for ten years and do what he needs to do. <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly. And again, like you said, nice compliment for Herndon. And just another guy that's going to be a bit of a tone setter, I think, on that offense. And
0: and then a big steal in the fifth with Minnesota linebacker Blake Cashman, who I think we both believe could have been a second-round pick. uh, Falls for whatever reason. Maybe not the best landing spot in terms of he'll be playing much because they have a thick linebacker core. Avery Williamson and C.J. Mosley will be the starters. They're already trying to move on from Darren Lee, who I think is good Mm -hmm. enough to start on some teams in the NFL. But Cashman could be a... Fucking terror on special teams, probably.
1: Yeah, I think instantly a great special teams player, and I I think he's going to end up being a starter. I don't know if it's in New York, but I. I yeah, down the down just, the road,
0: he I think he can develop into a starter with some uh, team, maybe I, I, not this because Williamson and Mosley are here. But
1: I think it's a great pick, though.
0: So. Uh, and then the sixth round, I think they over drafted Rutgers corner on Austin. I don't think he was the best corner on his own team, but hey, uh, <laughs> I'm just an Isaiah Wharton
1: stand. Um, But they love Jersey, baby. I don't care.
0: Tall, tall, athletic. Not even that athletic. Just a tall press corner. Uh, Probably, I don't think makes the team, but to make the practice squad. Fair enough. Uh, I give them an A minus.
1: I also gave them an A (laughs) minus. I think it's a good. The whole Aves, like you said before, the whole Aves East did really well. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Hey, since we started this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is MyBookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. If they're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit MyBookie.ag and use promo code HEAVEN when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100, you've got an extra $50 in play now. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A G. Promo code Heaven. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh okay, NFC East now. Starting with the Dallas Cowboys, who did not have a first round pick. Um Marty Cooper. And they came away with, uh, came away with UCF uh interior defensive lineman Tristan Hill at fifty
1: eighth. Uh it it was like rumored Jane Slater was on this one. Uh, a bit of a reach. I, th- I thought a
0: big old reach. I, I thought this was yeah. not a good pick.
1: For Tristan Hill was one of the weirder stories of this draft too, and he's really late riser. And yeah, a guy
0: who's a backup fellow favorite with the new UCF staff, but was probably yeah. their best defensive player in terms of talent. Work ethic questions, get, but he yeah. dominated mm-hmm. in the AAC championship game. Uh, I guess exactly, Memphis was yeah. a really fun game. I think my my issues here is they needed a safety. As bad, if not more than they need an interior defensive lineman, and when they picked yeah. here, like Juan Thornhill was on the board, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor Rapp was on the board.
1: I see, like I thought, like it, they, I thought Thornhill would be gone before their pick, and if he wasn't, that was their pick. But I was wrong, and yeah, I think so I think, that I think that it was a mistake to bitter.
0: pass on one of the top safeties for Hill here. That's yeah, that's what Cause I'm saying. Because to me, <laughs> Hill, I don't know if he actually would have ended up being available at ninety, but I thought. That's where they were targeting because they this had been linked Hill to the Cowboys, like you said. But I thought it was mm. gonna be at ninety.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't love the pick.
0: Like he'll, because of the thinness on the, like, I don't even know if he'll start right away. And he's wearing a gross number; he's wearing seventy nine. So, <laughs> um, but like they have Christian Covington, uh, yeah. Malik Collins, um, they like they so, brought in Daniel Weiss, who undrafted, who I think could push Hill. And be re- ready to play before Hill. Hill's really raw to me. Um, mm-hmm. And he also went before Draymond Jones, who I thought would get un- drafted. And then Hill got drafted for him. And I thought they'd like Draymond more because of pass rush upside. That, that can make sense. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, so I didn't love this pick. Yeah.
1: I me. Mean, it's... Yeah, I don't love it
0: either. Uh, then at 90, they take Penn State interior offensive lineman, Connor McGovern. I thought it was a really, really great fit. Um, mm-hmm. And by drafting him, it gives them the ability to... Start him at, uh, probably at left guard and move uh, Connor Williams to right tackle for when Leal Collins inevitably isn't re signed. And yeah. uh, he also gives them some insurance for Travis Frederick at center. He can play every O line spot. Uh, he'll be their top backup on the interior at least.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a fine, like you said, good fit, fine pick. I don't know if I love a top 100 pick on that position for them.
0: I, I disagree. I think yeah. the, uh, the Cowboys, the O-line, has been the biggest key to their success. And it they, they need to keep it humming. And yeah. this is both a depth pick and a future starter pick. Uh, and I think it cleans it up. Um, and I do think Connor Williams is a better fit as a tackle than a guard anyway. I agree with you.
1: But, yeah, that's – all right, fair enough.
0: Uh, and then the fourth round, Tony Pollard, the Memphis running yeah. back receiver. I thought this was a big overdraft. I didn't like this pick very much.
1: Uh, yeah, reach for me too, but I, I like Tony Pollard. I, I think it's going to be fun, at least. It's going to be interesting to see how they use him. But, like, they don't know how to um, use Tavon Austin already. But Kellen Moore uh, apparently has a big plan for Tony Pollard okay.
0: from Cowboys. I like Kellen so. Moore, so I, I'll, be, I'll believe it. Um, me too. I, and yeah. I, I do think uh, – this is called a teaser – the other running back they drafted in the 7th makes me <laughs> yeah. like, like this pick more because it makes me feel like yeah. they're not going to force Puller to be just a class garby 2.
1: Yes, I 100% agree with that. Um, I think they're going to have a bit of a plan for yeah, him. Well like, all over. The,
0: I think, if they, he'll be their top kick returner, obviously. Uh, he's a really uh, great kick returner. But using him in the yeah. passing game is going to be the importance to making this pick worth it.
1: Again, they didn't replace Cole Beasley in this group, so maybe Pollard gets a little bit of those looks. They, like, they signed Randall Cobb in. I know, but like I, I don't. Randall they, Cobb and me have such a weird relationship. And they, not, they center last year. I don't, I don't, sure. I,
0: I, don't I, I don't think they're going to try and like Pollard wasn't a very good receiver either, like in terms of playing wide receiver.
1: No, I know, but I'm just like, like saying some of that stuff. Um, um, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. Not. Cole Beasley's a true slot. It's not like they're... Like, the
0: Tavon Austin stuff, I would agree with. I don't think he's doing anything Cole Beasley did. Uh, And then in the fifth, they go back-to-back Miami defenders, which this is where I think they really, really upped their draft. Um, Yeah, me too. Michael Jackson, the corner from Miami. And then Joe Jackson, the edge rusher from Miami. Two guys we're both fans of, I think. Maybe more than the general
1: public. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Jackson, I think... I think he a third-round guy which, to me. Which uh, one? Michael. Michael Jackson. Uh, Joe Jackson. I think I'm in, in the fourth. I like both of these picks a lot. Uh, I, Mike, are they going to – I don't know. What are they going to use? Michael Jackson. To me,
0: my, Michael Jackson's a uh, – like, he's at his best in press zone. I think he's like yeah. cornerback insurance um, but can develop into a starter down the road. I really like the idea of him getting with Chris Richard as well.
1: Yeah, they have a good group of corners. They
0: do. And, and they're really smart about – like, they understand – like they can't just sit back and let a guy like Michael Jackson go by it even though they yeah. have good depth at corner already uh, yeah. and he, he gives them some added size which is nice and then with Joe Jackson I think you get a rotational edge who uh, is a, a pretty strong run defender yes. and yeah. gives them some Randall uh, Rand, uh, Randy Gregory insurance and like they draft Dorrance Armstrong last year he's kind of unproven mm-hmm. Taco Charlton's unproven like they yeah. kind of the opposite and they brought in Robert Quinn obviously but Just getting more depth on that defensive line was the key. Uh, Sixth round, they take Donovan Wilson, this Texas A&M safety. To me, he's nothing more than a special teams player. Like, I like him Mm -hmm. on specials, but that's
1: it. Quickly going back to those two. Yeah, like you said, good insurance for two positions that, like, they're they're okay at. I mean, they're meh. But, yeah, I think Joe and Mike Jackson can both be there for a, a long time and be, like, really good contributors for that Cowboys team. Okay, in the seventh
0: Sorry. round, they got Mike Weber. This is the pick I really liked for them, the Ohio State mm-hmm. running back. He, like, I would rather have Mike Weber in the seventh round than some of the running backs who went top 150, for sure. I,
1: I agree. Like, yeah. he,
0: to me, he's also a really ideal backup for Ezekiel Elliott. He's got a bit I of think that we,
1: exactly, big yeah.
0: playability. Uh, he can run between the tackles. Um, he's got a uh, really nice contact balance. Like, I truly thought by the end, uh, as we got close to the draft, that he could be the running back who goes in the fourth round and ends up a starter f- down the road.
1: I lo- I like Mike Weber, too. I agree. Um, and, again, I think really good compliment for Zeke Lally.
0: And, like, that's why I was saying, like, the polar pick, I like better knowing Mike Weber's probably their RB, two, and polar will be used uh, in different ways. And, I agree. and that trio of running backs, and you take some pressure off Zeke, you don't have to hammer him every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with their last to round pick, Jalen Jelks, the Oregon edge rusher. Big, not athletic, disappointing year. I'm okay with taking a yeah. shot on him here, obviously, though. Uh, me too, yeah. Uh, I even wonder if maybe add some weight and get him more of an interior look. There's some maybe. The, some just because he was not this athlete some people touted him as, and he played five-tech no. at Oregon. Yeah. So, um, Overall, I give them a B. I, I went with a, a B minus, I, so. I was going to say, as I talked through it I kind of wish I gave them something worse
1: Yeah The two
0: Jackson picks and the Weber okay. pick I thought were really, really nice though
1: I, I agree
0: I agree. Okay, on to the New York Giants uh, <laughs> Who had three first round picks when it was all said and done And they, they took Daniel Jones The Duke QB6 overall Maybe the yep. worst pick of the draft uh, Dave Gettleman <laughs> thought other teams wanted him But in fact, nobody did uh, somehow went nine spots before Dwayne Haskins, the much better QB. I mean, Daniel Jones is like an Eli Manning clone in terms of how he acts. People forget Eli Manning has a bit, had a big arm coming at Ole Miss, though. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I I know people thought like there were some comparisons between Jones and Manning yeah. because of like
1: mannerisms and coaching. Yeah, and
0: like uh, Daniel Jones does have really clean mechanics and stuff, but. Like he is nowhere near the upside Eli Manning had coming out. Um, to to I, me, I he, think he was Daniel a third Jones. Round guy. He's like, I, yeah. if he maxes out and hits everything
1: perfectly, he becomes Alex Smith. Uh, I think Daniel Jones would be like a really good guy to bank on in like the third round. I agree with you. Um, like I think he's likely to have a Ryan
0: Tannehill type play out. Uh, yeah, and again, at his absolute best, he's Alex Smith.
1: And it looks, again, looks worse when Haskins goes at 15 and Drew Locke goes, what is it, 50th? At 42nd. 42nd. So, again, I, I didn't love Drew Locke, but at 42nd, I'm cool with that. Yeah. And yeah, at, at 6, Daniel Jones looks bad. Like you said, it just feels like they're trying to get Eli Manning 2, 2.0, but and, he isn't. And then at 17, they took uh, Clemson Nose Tackle Dexter
0: Lawrence, who most people. Thought wasn't worth this pick. The position doesn't yeah. have a lot of value here. They also traded away the best nose tackle in the league for a fifth round pick. So that kind of so, contradictory.
1: Yeah, they they, they trade away snacks for, and OBJ for this pick essentially. <laughs> Which uh, yeah, like Dexter
0: Lawrence is going to come in and be their day one starting nose tackle, and I think he's going to be quite good at it. It's just the value wasn't there for this.
1: And like they were all they already had talent at. that. Yeah, like B- BJ like, Hill
0: could have I think manned the nose. Been like I, I'm assuming they're gonna play him more as the five tech type now, uh, yeah. but like he could have just manned the nose tackle. S- Dalvin Tomlinson and him can bo- Same, can yeah. both kind of be noses or play five tech. They're both versatile, really stout for run, and like that gives exactly. you a really big run defensive defensive line.
1: Yeah, they got a thick group of the D-line, but, like, but
0: I would have been much more ha- happy as a Giants fan if they used that 17th pick on uh an edge rusher, like take on his take- sweat oh, there. Yeah.
1: I know for real. I I guess they think Lawrence can push the pocket a little more, but like I don't agree. I'm, I'm not a fan of Dexter Lawrence. I'm not surprised to see him go in the first round. I'm not surprised to see the Giants be stupid and take him, but I it's not a good pick. Yeah, like I don't it know. just none of it makes sense. Exactly, like, value, exactly. like you said,
0: had I don't know. It just they, it's value, the value, the nice. value. Not yeah, none of it makes sense. Let's move on. I don't want to no. think about it anymore. Uh, Thirty, <laughs> their best. First round pick, the the yes second best overall pick maybe or their best uh, uh, cor- second best corner DeAndre Baker from Georgia, at least with him you know you're gonna like he'll be their day one starting corner, uh, yeah. really technically sound, really good uh, physical press corner, uh, can can uh, play zone can play man, um, as long as his character stuff stays together you're rolling mm-hmm. with that pick at least.
1: Yeah, um, right value, I think yeah. exactly where we'd see him go and like, yeah, solid player and they're just th- like they're doing weird stuff with that corner group though. But for sure Baker's the one you can at least rely uh, on. Uh
0: ninety five they go, O'Shane Zimney's on the edge from Old Dominion. This was around too early for me. Like there was some big hype with him, but he wasn't that great yeah. an athlete. He kinda got moved around at the senior bowl. Like yeah. I thought he, he had strong hands as a pass rusher, but he's also quite small. Like he's sixth. So let's say it's 6'4", but I think it was six three two forty seven, Um mm-hmm. And I don't think he's like a – he's not, again, not some big explosive guy. I don't think he's going to give you a huge instant impact on the edge. I think ultimately me, me him neither. him and um, Lorenzo Carter probably end up your starting edges by, like – like Lorenzo Carter's penciled in already, but he's yeah. probably ends up across from him by, like, week eight. But, again, just – I didn't think it was a great upside pick. and Me neither. In a really interesting edge class.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you exactly. I had him in the fourth. I don't love him like, and I just don't see him being like a real, like, like high end pass rusher ever in his career. So.
0: Uh, and then the fourth round, 108, they take Notre Dame corner Julian Love, who should pencil Steel. be their starting nickel. I think this yeah. is the their best pick in terms of where I had him and where he went. Yep, um, I agree. Yeah. Their secondary actually. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that they let Lennon Collins walk and trade for Jabril Peppers. It's, but, like, yeah. the secondary is uh, kind of interesting, at least.
1: It's, yeah, it's kind of weird. And, like, the Sam Beal pick last year looking bad, oh, yeah, uh, or this year, guy. essentially. Yeah, the, yeah, the way they're what constructing
0: what I mean. their roster doesn't make any sense, I think, is the ultimate no. thing.
1: No, and, I mean, Gettleman in Carolina didn't do much at the, at the corner position. Like, is he just... Think he does now. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, that that corner group is weird. Um, but Julian Love's a really good pick. I, I liked him in the second. Uh, I think he's gonna be starting nickel, like you said. I think that's a good pick at their best pick that they made, and it redeemed them a bit. I guess fifth
0: round they go Ryan Conley, Wisconsin linebacker, uh, who I yeah. think's got a ton of special teams upside. But because yeah. of the way their linebacker corps, he could be playing meaningful snaps. Um, yeah, to, he's like a Jake Ryan type of linebacker. Like I think you. You're okay if he has to play a bit, but you'd rather him just like be a big-time special teams guy.
1: Yeah, not not, yeah. And
0: then they finally go to receiver in the fifth, and I hated this one. I'm not a Mm -hmm. fan of Darius Slayton. He had like tons of deep speed, but drops for days. Like, I, I to me, he's really similar to what they think they're doing with Corey Coleman probably, and like he ran one route at Auburn basically. Yeah,
1: we saw, we saw him do it pretty well in flashes, but... Yeah, yeah
0: like, to me, like, my confirm was Brashad
1: Perriman. Yeah, it's like, I... And again, Daniel Jones can't get him the ball, so what's the point?
0: I'm in the sixth round. I really actually like this pick. Again, going back to DB with them, Washburn mm-hmm. corner, Corey Ballantyne, who I thought had a ton of upside. Developmental starter, in my mind. Uh, decent size, compressed, really clean backpedal. Like, I think in three years he could be a starter.
1: Yeah, I think it's a solid pick. It's sixth round especially. It just again that, that that group is strange. A lot, of, a lot of
0: weird depth, but like the safeties yeah. aren't that good. No. Uh uh then two seventh round picks, George Asafo Aji, the Kentucky tackle. To me, he's a practice squad guy. There I mm-hmm. was I didn't think he was draftable. Yeah, no, it's whatever. Just throwing picks at the position. And then Chris Slayton uh, more five tech depth, I guess. Like I, I know some people are a big fan of him. I wasn't. Like here, it doesn't. Like it's fine
1: as a depth guy. But uh, see, I would rather see them like, like uh, go for a more sure receiver, especially like, in bet this on group. someone's
0: athletic upside with one of those seventh round picks. In my mind,
1: yeah, exactly. Or or like wait on Slated. Like I don't. Know. Yeah, I agree. Like I don't know. <sighs> What'd you grade him? I gave him a C. I gave him a C minus.
0: Uh okay, the Philadelphia Eagles, who didn't have a ton of picks, but uh they cucked the Texans, Harry Roseman's laughing, everything's yeah. going well. They uh oh, obviously yeah. they traded up to the twenty second overall pick, jumped in front of the Texans, took in my mind the second best offensive tackle in the draft in Washington State's Andre Dillard, and the best pass protector.
1: Yeah, bamboozled the Texans, like you said. Uh it's a good word. N- yeah, it doesn't it doesn't need to start immediately. Uh, can develop his run blocking game. Uh, you know he's going to. I, it's a very good pick. he's yeah. going to be your starter for. A long I think
0: time. the best thing about it is like okay, he's an elite athlete, in a really strong pass, like the best pass protector yeah. in the class. Um, yep. But he doesn't have to be forced to start right away. He can sit behind Jason Peters for a year. They can develop him as a run blocker, kind of get him more s- stronger because I know like coming out of high school he was like I think he was like two hundred and forty pounds. Like he's not mm-hmm. one of those just naturally big. Uh, offensive lineman. He's one of those guys who yeah. has to fight to keep that weight on. Um, yeah. So I think get, getting him in the NFL weightlifting program, getting him stronger at the point of the attack, like they're just going to make him a better run blocker by having him sit a year. I and agree. also, if Jason Pierce does get hurt, you have a yeah. like a better option than Vitae as your backup left tackle.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, he can play in a pinch. I think. I think he like he could play now. Yeah, I, I agree. I think of... if the
0: Texans took him, like he immediately he'd be starting, their best yeah. offensive lineman.
1: Yeah, I, I They'd probably you, serve but,
0: Matt Khalil over him because it's the Texans. Yeah,
1: a great home uh, for, for Dillard and great pick for the Eagles. Uh,
0: then, 53rd in the second round, Miles Sanders, the Penn State running back. This was way too early for me, both because I of agree. position value and because I wasn't high on Sanders, and neither were you. We both were, he was by far the fumbliest running back. Yeah. He was really boomer bust in terms of, like, he would pass up smart runs. Hoping for yeah. this big run, and a lot of the time it wouldn't come. I, d- I thought I, he had great lateral agility, and that's probably why mm-hmm. he passed those up. But he just seemed really inexperienced and raw as a runner, and he only started the one year at Penn, er, yeah Penn State. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, I mean, because of how the running back group on the Eagles was,
1: it, it's still an upgrade. <laughs> it's a weird group of running backs, but yeah. I, again, I agree with you. Way too early. I'm not a fan, and the fumbling scares me. I think like the highest fumble rate in the draft. Yeah, and I th- I um, think
0: with him because of Jordan Howard being there, I think we could really see like Jordan Howard being the, the like the, the one, the one, whatever. in Miles Sanders being this boom boom kind of runner. So like he'll yeah. have all these flashy plays. Yeah, I think. And um, Clement ends
1: up being your yeah, th- I think guy. I think your third guy. Yeah. Um, but I, either way, like, it's a, Miles, yeah. Miles Sanders
0: is a big upgrade over Josh Adams, but still, I didn't like that. Very <laughs> I, I agree. And I, also,
1: quickly, I think his pass-catching ability was really overrated in the process. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised to see where he went. I do think like, it's a pretty good fit, I but like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. Me neither. So,
0: um, And then 57th, though. I, I really like yeah. his pick. Uh, Stanford receiver, J.J. white whiteside who gives them another big option on the outside, who can stretch mm-hmm. the field. He's going to be big time in red zone situations. He can play in the slot a little bit too, which I think yep. is a quiet little bonus with him. Um, I like the way they've kind of shaped up this receiving core this offseason.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I like the JJ pick. Sorry, JJ Arcega-Whiteside pick a lot. Uh, big fan of his. I think the fit is really cool. Um, it, hopefully, how much how much do you think Deshaun Jackson's going to give him this year? I, I mean, he was still the
0: I mean, one of the best deep threats in the league last year. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I think Nelson. I, I, I think he's
1: going to lose a lot of snaps. I I agree to be honest. I think um, they yeah.
0: are hoping a team loses someone so they can ship Aguilar out of town and get some value for him. But
1: probably. Um, but I think I think JJW is going to be a really good football player for them.
0: Yeah, the fit again really strong. Uh, fourth yeah, round, like Shreve Miller, the Penn State edge. A guy who flashed upside. And I, I, yeah. I always really like... Uh, Howie Roseman doesn't care about depth in terms of you can never have too many defensive linemen. That, this kind of seems yeah. to be his thinking. So I, yeah. I, 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 I thought like this was kind of around where I had Shreve Miller going. Mm-hmm. I thought upside in terms of size, athletic ability, but never fully consistent at Penn State. But now you've got him. He's not going to have to play... <coughs> You can develop them for a few years, I think it was an interesting pick
1: it's yeah it's all right i not as good as the Josh Webb hit, but yeah, no oh,
0: definitely not. Josh Webb was a I freaking know. steal, yeah, uh and then in the fifth round, they drafted Clayton Thorson the northwestern QB like seven <laughs> rounds too early i
1: uh, yeah i, uh, I would have like i i would have I would have been fine drafting Clayton Thorson with one of the last ten picks in the draft because I expect that to happen. But uh, yeah, it, I, I also
0: didn't like because I don't think he fits.
1: No, I don't like the fit. I don't like the fit either. But maybe they're trying to do the whole like, all right, Clayton, just go out there and you know complete a couple eight yard passes. Yeah, because that's what he is. Yes, that's what he is. He can't push the ball downfield. No,
0: and, and no. it's funny like because obviously Sudfeld's going to be the QB two now, and, and Sudfeld went in Foles all had some stuff and like are all similar yeah. in terms of what you would how you would describe them on paper.
1: Like yeah, like Suffolk can take some shots and do that stuff, and Clayton's not doing no. that. No, Clayton. Clayton Thorson.
0: Thorson's like a Matt Barkley type. Um, and I just yeah. think Tyree Jackson was a one uh, undrafted, but better player and better fit.
1: I agree with you.
0: Uh, anyway, I ended up giving them a B. I really like went... the Dillard pick. I really like the JJ uh, AW pick. I did not like the yeah. Miles Sanders pick. I hated the Clayton Thorson pick, and the Shreve Miller mm. pick. I was fine with.
1: Uh, I think I'm in the same belt with you. Uh, I give him a B minus. Uh,
0: okay, and finally, think- the Washington Washingtons. Dan Snyder mm-hmm. took over and they started cooking.
1: Yeah, baby, he's, he's, he's the king now again. Um. Or Dan Snyder
0: <laughs> has no idea how to trade up and just lucked into Dwayne Haskins. Could be that. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, they um, the Washingtons sat back. And at 15, they came in with the second-best quarterback in the class in Ohio uh, State, Dwayne Haskins. They didn't have to sell the farm a... for him. And he's a perfect—this was a match made in heaven in terms of, like, for him and them, I think, in terms of fit with Jay Gruden. He's the best West Coast-type yeah. QB in the draft.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it's a home run all around. Uh, they stuck and picked. They got him. That's amazing. They're letting him
0: wear number seven?
1: Like, that's yeah, important, if, too. Thiesman let him. Um <laughs> Again, I think I agree with you. Really good fit. Just um, gonna be starting week one. I'm gonna say that because who else really? Uh, I th- like when you when you can sit and get your franchise guy, and all the rumors where they had to jump up and get him, it didn't happen. It's a home run. And like uh, Dan Snyder's son went to school with him or something. That's yeah, Mar- big, Maryland, big, big, uh, high school. Big, yeah, insider scouting there.
0: I, I like that. It was between a couple things. I like that. Haskins' likely landing spots were between the two places he's from, either the Giants yeah. or the Washingtons. I like yeah. that he was pissed that Daniel Jones wanted the Giants ahead of him.
1: He's going to go and punish the Giants for the That's next 10 the years. That's the best.
0: And this is another reason, like we are talking earlier in the AFC East, how teams, there's more reason to watch team certain teams this year. And this is one of them, watching Dwayne Haskins in this offense, whether Washington's good or not, I don't care. It's going to be fun. Watching him battle Daniel Jones... The QB group in the NFC East is a lot more interesting now.
1: Oh, yeah, and especially when Jones just gets beat up. I mean, I feel bad for Daniel Jones. I honestly, do, too. But... It's not his fault he was six overall. No, it's not. I mean, I mean, but, yeah, I, it's, a, it's fun that this is a big chip on Dwayne's shoulder. Haskins now, shoulder now, and... Uh... I think that's gonna be fun. I think it's be
0: fun. And then in the uh, they trade back up into the first round and got yeah. Montez Sweat who slid slightly, but I thought it was perfect value here for him. Um, yeah, the edge from Mississippi State, I think great fit opposite Ryan Kerrigan. You have a, a guy in Ryan Kerrigan who's one of the most underrated players in the NFL, uh, who's a consistent double digit sack guy, and then you get Sweat opposite him who's gonna be really who you, he's a really explosive athlete. I don't think it translates to tape all the time. But he's going to be a no. really strong versus the run. He uses his length really well, um, and he's a powerful pass rusher. And he's going to
1: get one on ones all day. I like. Would you have been shocked if both Dwayne Haskins and Montez Sweat went, went top no, ten? No, I thought the Giants could take in either of them at six. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so when you can get both of them and only spend uh, the fifteenth pick, the twenty sixth pick, and you give up your twenty twenty second. Can,
0: but... can I uh, can I read something to you real quick? Just uh, a list of names here. I hope it's a poem oh okay <laughs> Jonathan Allen Duran mm-hmm. Payne Matt yep. Ioannidis Ryan Kerrigan Montez Sweat Reuben Foster Sean Dion
1: Hamilton like that front seven is scary it's good man and like like, we, Washington's always been this team where we're like, okay, they're going to be in football games. They're going to win seven games, and they're going to be competitive. And like, and
0: y- yeah, and, the, the, like, they might just, again, they might just go seven and nine, but they're going to be in this games. Year.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I think the Haskins pick has the potential to be where a playoff team again.
0: And, and uh, even, like, I know I didn't read the DBs, but obviously, like, they they, they brought in Landon Collins, who also gives them a big leader yeah. on that defense. Um, yeah. I think Quentin number is a very, very good starting corner. Uh, Josh Norman's still got something in the tank.
1: There's just a lot of good names on that group. Like,
0: like they've got a handful know. of developmental corners with upside, like Fabian yeah. Morrow, Greg Stroman, yep. Jimmy Moreland. And, like, I don't know. Maybe they tank, and they get Grant Delpit, and then we're
1: really cooking. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be fucked. <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, like, they, they all of a sudden, they look really strong on paper at many positions, especially on defense.
1: I agree, and like I know we're gonna talk about the line in a yeah. sec, but that's that's a really good groove, too. Like, it, I think this is a, a couple good of these they rookies
0: just, hit, and they are that they're in
1: freaking awesome spot, especially the wide receivers, which we we're about to talk. About. Yeah, and then so. in
0: the third round they take Ohio State uh, teammate of Duane Haskins, Terry McLaurin, seventy sixth. I thought perfect mm-hmm. value here gives him. I don't think he's like a true wide receiver one, but uh, no, to me. A really strong wide receiver 2 option for probably the majority of his career. Really good route runner. Can stretch the field. Uh,
1: I mean, he's just a big upgrade at receiver for them. Yeah. I mean, you got to love keeping him with Dwayne Haskins. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that I've always really liked. You know what I feel like this is just a weird off topic thought, but it feels like Dwayne Haskins is gonna be the guy that if Washington Washingtons again and they're they're kind of astray and they're not get it giving him enough help, he feels like the guy that's gonna step up and be like, I need more help here. We gotta fix this group. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just feels like he's, he's gonna be a real victories. legit exactly, real legit leader. And like Washington's never like they haven't had that at quarterback. Like I guess RG three, but you know, he I fell apart. RG three was not a leader. RG three was bad no, a he wasn't. person from everything we've heard. Yeah. Until until he got to Baltimore, he, uh, he fell apart too. It's like it's, I don't know. All, you know what I mean. This is really good. For, and in the
0: fourth round, they go with uh, Bryce Love <laughs> yeah. from Stanford. This was the only pick I had a big issue with with them. Um, Me too. Because first of all, they didn't need running back help that badly. Like no, Chris. I know Chris Thompson, Adrian Pearson, and Darius guys all have big injury
1: history. But like, but then you took a guy with
0: injury history. <laughs> yeah, but like Bryce Love's literally injured right now and could maybe not play <laughs> as a rookie. Uh, he also exactly. did not look like the same player uh, as a senior. No. Um, I think, to to me, Geis is Marshawn Lynch type. Like, I think Geis, if he's healthy, is going to be a pro Bowl type running back. Oh, Adrian Pearson looked great last year. C- yeah. Chris Thompson's one of the best satellite backs in the league. Yep. Um, like, I just didn't, and this is a, a 112. You could get even just going receiver again to for the sake of hoping someone hits. There was guys there who were
1: worth that pick. I I do absolutely hate this pick. Like, if they're going to bet on Bryce Love 2017, uh, do it in the sixth round or something. Yeah. Uh, Um, And especially, it looks worse like Justice Hill went the next pick. But, I mean, it's not like they need... No, but, like, like, Justice Hill's a better
0: version of what I think they think Bryce Love is. A much, 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 much better version.
1: And he, like, he gives you more right now, obviously. Not just because of injuries, but he's going to be good in the passing game. Anyways. Yeah, hate this pick. So... Like...
0: Um. And then, uh, w- with their next fourth round pick, they took West Martin, the guard from Indiana, who I think. Okay, sorry. They could have taken like Voshan Joseph even <laughs> here.
1: Yeah, they could have. Okay, the the Bryce Love pick is terrible. Yeah. Okay. What? Sorry. Uh, back on topic for yeah Wait, they, quickly they, sorry can can you believe they passed on christian miller where, where he went to school a couple days yeah, later like anyway west
0: martin <laughs> uh i thought this was a good spot yeah. for him to go the indiana guard a guy who i i didn't know the nfl viewed him like this because i, I liked him a lot but never heard much i think he's got mm-hmm. a legit chance to compete to start um for them they have obviously trent williams brand sheriff and morgan moses are all entrenched as starters and uh Every other, like the uh center and other guard spot are kind of open for business, yeah um, and I think West martin could win that left guard spot,
1: and uh, like especially like they spent two picks uh two picks on this position- are on the offensive line position, and with what we saw last year uh with guys going down yeah
0: i either way, this is really good depth going him, and then yeah. you mentioned uh, they went in again with fifth round ross Piersbacher, uh who's a guy who can play all three interior spots mm-hmm. like I think yeah. those are at minimum good depth picks.
1: Yeah, and at work, like at best, uh, maybe Pierce Bacher wins the starting guard, um, job at center over Chase Roulier. Like, yeah, uh, but worst comes to worst, you got a good backup center. Like, and then in the fifth round, they go Cole Holcomb, the North Carolina
0: linebacker who I think is going to be a special teams whiz for a while. Really good. big athletic upside. Yeah, man. like I don't think he's going to have much in on on this defense, especially with like they have pretty entrenched linebacker group right now. But I yeah. think he'll be flying on specials. Yep,
1: and then how about the next pick? The
0: the sixth round, Kelvin Harmon falls all the way to two hundred six. The NFL didn't yeah. view him like we did. Uh, I had him as an early second round guy. Um, Me too. I think he he could be their starting X receiver. Like I think he's what they think Josh
1: Doxson's is. Yeah, I mean that's just a home run of a pick. And even if he's not as good as we think he is, uh, getting him in the sixth round, I I think he's better than that. Like no doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: and, and now your receiver core, like you've got Paul Richardson as your Z. Um, mm-hmm. but also Terry, like him and Terry McLaurin, do similar things.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't hate that. But like, one of I'm them cool can play that. in
0: the slot. They also have Trey Quinn, yeah. who looked really good down the stretch in the slot. Uh, they have Kelvin Harmon. They have Josh Dawson still. Like, I, it's I a think lot you, less like, mucky. Knowing you've got Richardson and McLaurin <laughs> to lean on. Yeah, and then with the Trey Quinn, I think plays slot, and like Harmon
1: on the upside as an X. I don't know. It's a much more interesting group. It, yeah, like years past, it's been very just foggy and mucky. Uh, a lot more talented, and I think a lot more clear. And they're just waiting for that big time receiver. And again, 2020 is looking good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's the year to need a receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. And then
0: in the seventh, two picks. First one being James Madison, corner Jimmy Moreland, who great ball skills, really feisty guy, who that's I think can pick. be a starting nickel in the NFL.
1: Yep, that's a good pick.
0: Yeah, like him and Greg Strowman are interesting guys. I love Strowman. Back-to-back years late, who I think both have upset as Nichols. I 100% agree. Uh, And then their second-to-last pick of the entire draft, Jordan Brailford, the Oklahoma State edge. I thought this was a really good bet here. Guy who played all over the front seven for them uh, can be a a backup developmental edge type.
1: I think that's a fine pick. That's really solid. And i give him an A. I also gave them a solid A. I'm really impressed with how well they did. Other than the Bryce Love pick, I think everything was good. Everything was where it was supposed to be. There were steals, you know what I mean? And the rumors of Dan Snyder taking it over were scary, but it worked out, man. Yeah. It worked out really well. Um,
0: Ultimately, like, we kept talking about teams are going to be much more watchable overall this year. I think (laughs) there's just more fun quarterbacks this year in general on different teams. Like, Josh Rosen obviously in Miami now. Kyler in Arizona. Haskins here. Daniel Jones with the Giants. Like, more teams this year have an interesting QB running the show than the previous year.
1: Let me ask. Like, I know you said seven wins, but could, like, could you see Washington being like a sneaky nine and seven this year?
0: I, I mean, it's gonna be tough in that division. I like. I'm not looking at their schedule or anything.
1: Yeah, me either. But like, but like
0: I, I don't know. It's gonna be really dependent on how when they get Haskins starting. Uh, how yeah, for sure. How the locker room dynamic goes, because you know we've seen mismanagement in Washington before. I think that a lot of things needs to click, but I think they're gonna be competitive in the bulk of their ball games. Me too. I, and I, I do think like if everything clicks, I could see them hitting. Like, cause so much went wrong for them last year.
1: Yeah,
0: I could see them if everything clicks. Like, nine wins is possible, for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure. I just think it's it's a good situation for Haskins to be walking into.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree. And good. like you said, it, it, even if it doesn't, like, it almost might be better in the long run for them to not win a whole, like, be competitive but not win a whole no, lot of games I, this year. I agree. And and yeah. end up with a... Uh, a Top ten a, pick. Yeah, if, like, what, and maybe that be, becomes, like, a C.D. Lamb or a Jerry Judy who just gives you an elite option at a receiver, or mm-hmm. even like like I've joked about Grant Delpit, but like that's would be such a freaking get for this defense. They don't like LSU, though. That's a good point. So Xavier McKinney, <laughs> I believe, is the safety's name? For yeah. Huh? So yeah, him. Bama, there. Yeah. Um <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for us here at Seven Rounds in Heaven. Follow uh AJ on Twitter at AJ thirteen. You can follow me at Rob Paul NFL, Armchair at EC All Americans and at Armchair NFL. Go to armchairallamericans.com You can read my overall draft grades for every team. You can read my favorite fits of the first round. My twenty twenty content will be on a toy. I might start reading about the pack twelve because I'm obsessed with it. Hey, even Arkansas football, anything could happen these days. Uh last words, AJ?